The Mexican Supreme Court has recently attracted much attention as they've officially ruled to decriminalize abortion federally, finding that the current ruling regarding the procedure is unconstitutional. This progressive step has provided a strong base for abortion activists throughout the country, though not without contention in the general population. Today we'll be looking at how we got here and what may happen next. From Seton Hall University, this is The Global Current. I'm your host, Trisha Ballion. With me today are two fellow Seton Hall students. Covering the domestic situation today is our analyst, Nev Walker. Hi, Nev. Hello. And focusing on the international aspect today is George Slowey. Hey, George. Hey. Okay, so before we get too far into the topic at hand, I want to try to get some background information just generally about what did reproductive rights look like in Mexico before this decision. And we'll go to you, Nev, to answer this. Well, in recent years, Mexico has been taking steps towards decriminalizing abortion, with 12 out of the 30 states already doing so. In most of these states, the local Congress voted to decriminalize abortion by changing local legislation. Yet, for two states, the change came through a Supreme Court ruling. However, abortion still remained a federal crime, except in the cases of rape and the safety of the mother. This means that even in the 12 states that decriminalized abortion, federal health care providers were unable to perform abortion services because they had to operate in accordance with the federal criminal code. And so what exactly does this decision happening on a federal level mean now? Like what challenges might still be present? What things are going to need to be overcome? Things of that nature. Well, now it's not up for the state to decide what the procedure is to punish women for getting abortion. Now it is federally protected that there will be no controversial charges. Gotcha. And continuing on with this background information, I want to transition into what is the general view of abortion by the Mexican population? Mexico is a majority Catholic population. And so what is that meant for this decision? What have been some of the responses? Could you tell us more about that? Yes, so Mexico is a primarily Catholic country with 80% of the population identifying as Catholic. So this decision really has left religious groups upset. The Catholic Review specifically wrote recently about the pro-life groups and Mexican priests that are against this decision. These groups are actually questioning the validity of this decision and believe that this decision should not be applied nationwide. The Mexican Bishops Conference has expressed dismay about recent Supreme Court ruling. In a statement made on September 7th, the Bishop's Conference said that the ruling does not constitute a general declaration. And so how have reproductive rights activist groups responded to this opposition? Well, this decision was actually brought up by a pro-choice group called Information Group for Chosen Reproduction, which is also known as G-I-R-E. And so what exactly is G-I-R-E? Like, what are some of the things they've been involved in, some of the importance of them as a group? Yeah, so for the last 25 years, they have established themselves as a leading reproductive rights organization. Well, they have been focusing on other issues relating to women, such as access to contraceptives, domestic violence, and maternal morality. And so what are some of the attitudes reflected within different statistics and polls taken from the population as a whole in Mexico? Well, in a survey conducted in September 2019, around 53% of the respondents in Mexico City specifically agreed that the law must allow women the right to abortion. And so given these 
views that we see currently? Have there historically been different views? Has abortion always been a hot topic in Mexico? Obviously, here in the States, it has been an issue that's been brought up recently. Historically, it's always been on our forefront of our minds. How about in Mexico? How does it compare? Well, abortion is typically a hot button topic, not only in Mexico, but around the world. Uh, because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade in America, debate, the, the debate has been more contentious than ever. Um, and because of the high Catholic population, this decision definitely has butted some heads. Absolutely. And on the topic of other countries and their responses to the abortion topic on a whole, I want to turn to you, George, and ask, Generally, where has Latin America traditionally stood on the question of abortion rights and access? Well, generally, Latin America, as Nev said, has been a predominantly Roman Catholic population, and as a consequence of that, abortion rights, access, general women's reproductive health care, and all of those issues combined have usually erred to the conservative side. And even in recent years and recent decades, as we've seen a more liberal movement in most Western parts of the world, the uh, Latin America region has still remained fairly conservative and had a fairly conservative stance on issues like abortion. I see. And so as we've been talking about, obviously, this movement that has sprung in Mexico and in other areas of the West, what can you say on that topic in terms of how it affects Latin America on a whole? Well, the biggest movement that's sprung up recently is called the Green Wave Movement. They first appeared after abortion was legalized, and they pushed for legalization in 2020 in Argentina. In 2021, they then had a victory in Colombia, where they also got abortion decriminalized. And this uh, movement in Mexico is just the latest instance in that. The Green Wave Movement is really pushing forward to not just decriminalize, but legalize abortion and other reproductive health issues in all Latin American states, and as I mentioned, even after after Roe v. Wade was overturned in June 2022, a lot of abortion activists and abortion and uh, pro-choice supporters in America started adopting the color green as a part of their movement. Interesting. And so, will Mexico, Argentina, and Colombia, in your opinion, act as new precedents for other countries, or do you think we're still a long ways away? due to the opposition that has been present in those countries for so long? Well, it's hard to say. I know a lot of people would like to look at Mexico, Argentina, and Colombia as kind of signs that there might be a much more forward-looking movement. I would say that right now, for the moment, they are outliers. A place to watch, I would say, would be Brazil. They've elected a more liberal president, President Lula. Whether or not this liberal presidency will be able to advance the issue of abortion like it has been in Mexico, like it has been in Argentina and Colombia, is tough to say, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. On the topic of political backdrops within Latin America and how that's been influencing movements like this, I want to turn back to you, Nev, and ask about the current presidential candidates in Mexico. Obviously, the election has been going on recently. What are their views on abortion? How is that backdrop playing a role in this decision on a whole? Yes, so right now there are actually two women candidates for the next election in 2024, and both of their positions are in favor of the decriminalization of abortion. So the first candidate is Mayor Steinbaum. She's the former Mexico City mayor, and she previously worked to repeal of gestational limits on abortions and rape cases in Mexico City in 2021. The next candidate is um, Senator Galvez. She has actually broken from her center-right party's anti-abortion platform to support abortion rights. 
That's really interesting. And so what do you think the importance of having female presidential candidates during the situation means? What, what do you think the importance is for the general population of women in Mexico and for the situation currently? So the population of women in Mexico actually makes up 52% of the population. So obviously they have a majority. And so many women hope that the government that takes office in October 2024 will be more women-centric and will empower them as never before. And they support both of the female candidates. That's definitely something we'll need to be keeping an eye on and hoping to see unravel. Have either of the candidates indicated that more reproductive rights will be something they'll pursue if they're elected, given the female majority of Mexico? Is it, have they made promises? Has it really been a stance for them? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so they both have been in favor of the decriminalization of abortion, especially, they are especially in favor of the newest decision that was made. It's in stark contrast to the current president of Mexico, as he has carefully avoided expressing all of his views and opinions on abortion. Very interesting to notice the differences there. So moving away from the presidential election specifically, and just generally the political backdrop of Mexico, how does the Supreme Court decision interact with the localized state governments in Mexico? So the Mexican Supreme Court mainly focuses on federal issues or constitutional issues, such as the United States Supreme Court. That being said, the Mexico, the Mexican Supreme Court did take initiative to decriminalize abortion in a few states before this federal decision that was made. So as you mentioned, um, Roe v. Wade has come up a couple times in this discussion, and I know there were some immediate impacts for the state governments with that overturning. Has there been an immediate impact for this decision with the decriminalization of it? I wouldn't necessarily say that there is suddenly a big push for reproductive rights of women. That being said, the Roe v. Wade decision did um, put more of an emphasis on the reproductive rights of women and more developing countries could be trying to make a more westernized take on different issues and become more progressive. Interesting. And that brings us to a really good transition. I'm going to turn back to you, George. Comparing all of this to the United States, like we mentioned before, Roe v. Wade was fairly recently overturned in the U.S. and obviously that had a really big impact on reproductive rights. And as a neighbor to Mexico, I kind of want to look at what does this mean? What do we think the relations are between this? And so I wanted your opinion on just that generally. So historically, how do attitudes of abortion in the two countries differ? Well, for um, most of the early history of two countries, really up until the middle of the 20th century, there wasn't a, a lot of divergence on abortion. Nor was abortion really a discussed issue until really about the 1950s, 60s with the counterculture movement uh, in much of the Western world. Um, obviously, the 1970s are a huge divergence point with the Roe v. Wade court decision, which was then overturned, of course, last summer. But even through the Roe v. Wade court decision, then you really saw a true break as opinions toward abortion in America certainly became much more liberal and much more pronounced in the public sphere. Well, in Mexico, you still saw that the discussion around abortion really wasn't talked about too much. I, I know that there was an article from CNN recently that quoted an abortion rights activist in Mexico who said that she was shocked to see that in her lifetime it appeared that Mexico was moving forward in terms of abortion rights while it seemed that the United States was regressing as that is a kind of paradigm shift in what we've been seeing for the last few decades. Mm -hmm. And on the topic of paradigm shifts, 
could the overturning of Roe v. Wade in America create a possible precedent to continue restricting abortion access across Latin America? Obviously, we mentioned how Mexico and Argentina and Colombia might be setting a new trend, but do you think seeing a country so near and so influential as the U.S. regress on reproductive rights. Do you think that'll make a big difference in Latin America as far as the push for abortion access and reproductive rights goes? I think that a lot of, um, especially United States trading partners in Latin America will look to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I think that it, in a way, almost balances out this recent decision from the Mexican Supreme Court as now the two largest countries that might have influence down into South and Latin America are issuing somewhat conflicting decisions. Of, of course, it's important to notice that the repeal of Roe v. Wade does not necessarily instantly criminalize or do anything to the extent of um, what this Mexican Supreme Court decision did. Both countries are still, even though there's been some shifting and the two countries are sort of meeting in the middle now, they're both still more liberal compared to the majority of Latin America. Um, if you don't mind if I butt in, I think there could be two schools of thought on this current issue. So Latin American countries um, and also Mexico and Southern um, American countries could be having more of a societal push towards protecting women's rights um, because now there's more of an emphasis now that Roe v. Wade was overturned. That being said, because of the Catholic majority in these countries, it, there could be an opposite effect where uh, these Latin American countries are taking initiative from the overturning of Roe v. Wade and also further regressing their abortion rules. Absolutely. I think it's definitely something we're going to need to be keeping an eye on as it really could be up to a coin toss, one could say, at this point as to whether or not Mexico will be an outlier outlier instead of the U.S. on this issue. It's, it's going to be developing and hopefully we can keep an eye on it pretty closely. Um, back to you, George. So how does the de decriminalization relate to people in the U.S. seeking out abortions? Will people be trying to cross the border for medical care? Would that even work? How do you think it's going to relate? to those in the U.S. searching for this care? Well, in a good majority of, the, of states in the United States here, um, there are a lot of liberal provisions for abortion. And especially after the overturn of Roe v. Wade, you saw a lot of state governments that were more liberal, even some conservative state governments like the government of Kansas, who went forward with these abortion um, issues on their ballots, on their state ballots, during state election seasons, and you saw overwhelmingly the response in America was at the state level, the people wanted their abortion rights. Again, going back to Kansas, it was expected that the people of Kansas would vote against abortion, but instead had a 60% turnout for abortion in that state. So, there, of, of course, the, um, the biggest issue will be, you know, what, where is it closest for me to get a safe abortion? And for the majority of liberal states, those aren't in the south near the Mexican border. So you might see a lot of people in different communities in the south. If they're in a state that borders Mexico, they may look at their options and say, is it easier for me to get to Mexico or is it easier for me to get to another state in the union? And I think that will really be the deal breaker between if you decide to make the trek across into another country or just into a neighboring state. Mm -hmm. So obviously, of course, medical care differs from country to country. Would it even be possible? Like, are there steps in place in Mexico to be able to offer an abortion to those from the U.S. who may be seeking it? Maybe 
either of you, George, or Neb, either of you have any input on this, go ahead. There are certainly steps in place. There are a lot of support groups in Mexico that work with people in America that want to come to Mexico to get abortions. Uh, there are certainly steps in place. I remember um, one group said that they were helping upwards of 100 women a day work out how to travel into Mexico to get abortions when they found that their options in the United States weren't feasible. So it is definitely on the forefront of people's minds. It is definitely feasible for some. In, in certain scenarios, obviously, it differs for everybody. And I think uh, another interesting thing to look at here is that this is really going to, of course, as Ned mentioned, this is, a, and as you mentioned as well, Trish, this is a hot-button topic. Not only does Mexico have a presidential election next uh, summer, but the United States has a presidential election next fall, and this has been a hot-button topic for uh, both countries. So it will be interesting to see if the uh, national elections in Mexico can be any sort of indicator for what we might see here next November. That is a really interesting statement on how the pres presidential elections will essentially be mirroring each other and be involving this really important and influential topic. Just to kind of wrap up some of our thoughts, I want to turn to you, Nev, to ask this. How do you think this situation will develop generally in Mexico, given the Catholic majority and given what we know about the presidential election occurring? Well, I think there will be opposition in the beginning, especially because of the controversial nature of the topic and the Catholic demogra uh, demographic of um, Mexico. But I think the situation will calm down, um, especially in local states and governments. They will focus on setting more regulations on when a woman can get an abortion. The Supreme Court decision just decriminalizes abortion. It doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily allow a woman to get abortion wherever and whenever she wants. So I think it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the situation will develop, um, especially in between like Mexico City and more um, progressive cities and states or more Catholic-oriented cities and states. Gotcha. So there's definitely still a long ways to go with the reproductive rights movement in Mexico, in Latin America on a whole, and hopefully we can watch that unfold and see what progress they make in that area. And turning to you, George, for a final question, should we be expecting to see other Latin American countries announcing similar decisions, whether it's in the same avenue as Mexico with the decriminalization or the legalization or in the opposite direction? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's more than fair to say that right now Latin America is sort of at a, a turning point. They have the choice of either going with the traditional um, center-right Catholic majority that's been dominating Latin American politics for so long um, in, in Mexico before um, the current president, President Obrador, was elected. The center-right party dominated Mexican politics uh, conclusively for 70 years and it's really been with the push of a new center-left almost socialist party that you've seen the bringing of more social topics, more topics that pertain to the personal lives of people brought to the forefront with this kind of newer movement of people caring for reproductive rights, social issues, etc., which has been going on in the wider Western world as well. So it's really a kind of a ideological battle between the more conservative, older, traditional right and this new emerging left that you've seen in a lot of Latin American countries. As we mentioned earlier, Brazil might be a place to look at with a liberal president in a more liberal-minded population. That's definitely a place to watch, but it's just 
everything's sort of in flux right now. We don't really know where things are heading, so it's just going to be something to keep an eye on and keep giving updates on. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Well, thank you both for shedding some light on this. Like you said, this topic is very much in flux, very much prevalent in this time. I'm sure we'll be seeing more on it as it develops, especially with the election and in Latin America as a whole. So again, thank you so much for being on, uh, George Nev. Joining me now to round out some other headlines this week is our news briefer, Anastasia Botros. Hi, Anastasia. Hello. So what headlines do you have for us this week? So we got this week, Bengali human rights leaders convicted for report on police violence. Egypt receives 235 million aid from the United States despite human rights concerns. Ufologist claims discovery of mummified aliens. U.S. Senate solidifies economic ties with Taiwan with bipartisan bill. So lots of interesting stories to cover today. Let's start with the conviction in Bangladesh. So, Adulah Rahman Khan and Nusirudan Alan, leaders of the Bengali human rights organization ODKAR, were convicted for spreading false information in a report the organization published concerning the violent actions of the police in May 2013. Khan and Elon revealed how the police had cut off electricity and employed force during a protest against Islamophobia, a situation ODKAR believes led to the deaths of approximately 61 individuals. Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina found Khan and Elon in violation of Bangladesh's information technology law, asserting that no fatalities occurred during the operation and alleging that people faked deaths by using red dye. A very important situation to be following for sure. And what's happening in Egypt? So the United States Secretary of State Antony J. Blinken has issued a waiver releasing $235 million in military aid to Egypt, emphasizing national security interests by maintaining a strong relationship with Egypt, the region's most populous nation, despite ongoing human rights concerns. An additional $85 million has been withheld, though many activists argue that this fraction is relatively small compared to the overall aid package. Egypt has been under a repressive military government for nearly a decade, with the human rights crisis reaching unprecedented levels. That's definitely an interesting aspect of the United States relations in that region. Now tell me more about the possible aliens. So self-proclaimed ufologist Jamie Mousson claimed under oath before Mexico's Congress that he has identified two mummified extraterrestrial beings in Peru in 2017, carbon dating them to over a thousand years old. Nevertheless, this claim was quickly debunked when the Institute of Physics at the National Autonomous University of Mexico issued a statement clarifying that they had just conducted carbon testing on skin samples provided by the client and did not examine the specimens directly. As a result, the origin and authenticity of these mummified specimens remain unknown and subject to ongoing speculation. A speculation I'm sure we'll all be watching. And our last story about the Senate? So the Senate Finance Committee has unanimously approved a bill eliminating double taxation between the United States and Taiwan, solidifying their economic ties. This bipartisan bill may increase tension between the U.S. and China at a time where efforts have been made to stabilize the overall relationship. The legislation's primary goal is to eliminate double taxation between the United States and Taiwan, which could help American manufacturing and boost the growth of U.S. semiconductor industry. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Anastasia, and letting us know all about what's happening around the world. Of course. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us on the first episode of the new school year. I want to give a special shout out to the new executive board as we're all very excited to kick off the semester and to keep you all up to date on everything current. Be sure to follow The Global Current on Instagram and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming shows. This show would not have been possible without our dedicated crew, executive producer Bobby Kyle, associate producers Kasha Kastraba and Juliana Mori, technical producer Ashley Squidani, and of course your host Trisha Ballion. The Global Current is brought to you by Seton Hall University. As always, keep it current with us and catch us on the waves every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. on 89.5 FM WSOU. Until next time, thank you.